What would you do if you got scammed? Would you suffer in silence or would you do something about it? Well, I got scammed once and this is the story of what I did. I'm Justin Sales, the host of The Wedding Scammer, a true crime podcast from The Ringer. And for seven episodes, we're hunting a con man, a guy with a lot of aliases, a guy who's ruined a lot of weddings. And with the help of some friends, I just might be able to catch him. Listen to The Wedding Scammer on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's The Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. Visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. baby welcome in it is a monday edition of east coast bias the boys back after a very busy nfl sunday we welcome in joe house raheem palmer yours truly jj johnsy as we dive into the week eight reactions overreactions we'll get you set for monday night football with the raiders and the lions we'll get you set for game three of the world series knotted up in a game apiece I have to begin here, and this is where I got to just bow down to the greatness of one of my compadres, Joe House, who, like the Cincinnati Bengals early in the week, gave out the Cincinnati Bengals as his dog of a week. I decided like a moron to go with San Francisco as my wisest wager as opposed to going with Denver, which I liked. I had it for Tommy's getting made. It's not like I didn't wager on the game. But my mother of all people, Joe House, watched the show yesterday and said, you're wrong on San Francisco, Cincinnati. So good for mom. Good for you. Your dog is backed by popular demand. But as far as a take from week eight, got to start here, dude. The Cincinnati Bengals are back. Joe Burrow is back. Well, this was exactly the scenario that I had in mind when I when I leaned into them as my underdog 
play of the week. And, you know, there was some fortunate circumstance. I'm still not 100% convinced that Brock Purdy was 100% restored to full post-concussion health. You know, like, there's still some decision-making. Now, maybe this is us seeing natural regression out of Brock Purdy. This is the Brock Purdy that, you know, is is the true essence of Brock Purdy, as opposed to, you know, the guy who let the, the league on fire, who was undefeated in the regular season. But from the Bengals' perspective, they took advantage of a San Francisco defense. This was why I, I like the Bengals in the spot coming off of a bye all that time to scheme against the San Francisco defense. That defense can't really get pressure. The, the, the way to try and get into the Bengals and get into Joe Burrow is to not give him time and make him feel duress. And San Francisco is just not doing that in a way that, that we kind of got accustomed to seeing early in the season and last year. The defensive identity for the Niners is, is, is a work in, in progress, but yes, Joe Burrow is healthy. All his weapons were firing. I mean, you know, it, it was a, uh, a wonderful performance out of Burrow. And on a day that we saw quarterbacks across the board that, that o- only their parents knew who they were. It was fun to see like one good quarterback out there. One, one reassuring quarterback performance out there. Dream. I don't want to make excuses for Brock Purdy. When I look at Brock Purdy, this guy is the same quarterback that he was last year. When you look at pro football focuses, turnover-worthy play percentage. He had a a turnover-worthy play percentage of nearly 4% last year, but only threw four interceptions. This year, they're actually catching those interceptions. And, you know, with the offensive line, you know, Trent Williams being out, he is making worse decisions, but... They're finally catching some of those interceptions. So I don't want to make excuses for Brock Purdy. This is who he's always been. But, I mean, he's had a great roster and a great coaching staff around him to capitalize on to make sure he's in the best positions. And now that, you know, you have a couple of guys out, he's forcing it. So I think the San Francisco 49ers team, they're kind of in trouble if he doesn't play better. Well, let's remember about San Francisco, too. They're going to get Trent Williams back at some point in time. We're talking about one of the best offensive linemen in football. And I think we're really seeing, fellas, the Debo Samuel impact and what he brings to the table, even on games when he does not have crazy statistical outputs. The threat he provides in that Niner offense opens things up a little bit more for Christian McCaffrey, opens things up a little bit more for George Kittle, for Brandon Ayuk. On and on we go. I know you might sound the alarm a little bit here, Raheem, and I know there are going to be some people with Seattle now coming on, and they got very fortunate to win their game against the Cleveland Browns trying to make the argument, oh, maybe Seattle can go and win this division. I don't see it that way. I think San Francisco, they'll get their guys back. They'll kind of, you know, make the adjustments, get to where they need to be. And I haven't even looked at what the division odds yet in the NFC West. I'm actually going to take a look right now because I'm curious. So on FanDuel, the San Francisco 49ers, to my point, are still minus 280 to win the division. So Vegas not quite there yet, House, with Seattle. And I, I gotta I gotta spec I gotta specify this. I don't think they're in trouble as far as the division. I don't think they're in t- trouble in terms of, you know, winning regular season games. But I think in the postseason, that's where they're in trouble. Okay. I mean, we're look yeah. This this is this is a team with Super Bowl aspirations. So a division 
it, it doesn't matter that much. This is a team that we looked at, you know, before the last two weeks. People were putting them in the NFC Championship game. I think now you they're, they're really going to have to worry about the postseason if Brock Purdy continues to make these decisions. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not putting uh, Seattle over over San Francisco. They still have to go head to head with San Francisco twice. Seattle's got a, a a Dallas game. They have a they face the Ravens this upcoming week. I'm not ready to crown Seattle's ass, but you know the, it's right to be concerned about San Francisco. The crazy thing with the 49ers is if you look through the entire NFC, who who do you have jumping over them? I mean, I I the Eagles okay. Detroit, I mean, we'll see Detroit come out and take care of business tonight against the Raiders, I expect. But the NFC, it's a very, like, (laughs) mid-conference this year, fellas. I get that. And that seventh seed in the NFC is going to be, as I like to call it, Basura. That is going to be a terrible, terrible (laughs) football team that finds their way to the seventh seed. Um, I want to run this by you because I was thinking about this, guys. One of these bets I already made, the other one I'm thinking about making right now. I took the Cincinnati Bengals because we talked about this. I, it was like a 26 to 1. I said, just good value, good number. Took a shot on it a few weeks ago. We talked about this. Now the Bengals currently sit at 17 to 1. I still think there's some value there. It's not in that 10 to 1 favorite range, but Joe Burrow, Luana Ramos defense, whatever the case may be, they're at 17 to 1. Jacksonville, Raheem. Let's go, baby. That was a big call yesterday with the Steelers. House, the East Coast Buys boys were all over it. I, I know Simmons and Sal were trying to make the case for the Steelers. Their offense stinks. I'm so glad I bet Jacksonville yesterday. Job well done, Raheem. Wanted to throw that out there. But the Jaguars are at 20 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. I think because of their division, there is a great path for the Jacksonville Jaguars to go and get the number one seed in the AFC. Great path for it. I do. I think Kansas City's going to play some tough games. AFC East is challenging. 20 to 1, Raheem. I'm thinking on hopping on board with Jacksonville at that number. What do you think? I definitely wanted to hop on board. And I wanted to say this yesterday on Wise Guys. I forgot to say it. Yesterday it was 22 to 1. Now it's just down to 20 to 1. And at 20 to 1, I mean, I think this is the perfect price. I mean, to jump in on Jacksonville. They're 6 and 2. And like you said, they have a real chance of getting that number one seat because Kansas City is a little banged up. Miami's a little banged up. I, I just think they're in an easy division. Trevor Lawrence is playing really well. That defense is playing really well. I mean, right now, they've won five straight games. So I just think this team is being undervalued within the market. I would definitely play them to win the Super Bowl, and I would also take them to win the AFC. I think you can find them at 11-1 to to win the AFC. My only concern, as I look at the Jaguars' schedule, they come back, they have a nice bye here. They're home against the 49ers on November the 12th. And we anticipate that at least Trent Williams will be back for the 49ers. It might be on the outside edge of whether or not Debo is back. But for the Jags, they still have the murderer's row of the AFC North. They still have the Bengals, the Browns, and the Ravens uh, uh, on, on their schedule. Yeah, Bengals, Browns, and Ravens. Um, so I, I I like the Super Bowl odds. I don't know uh, about the one seed situation. Fair enough. Uh, let's just say I might have a ticket on the Jacksonville Jaguars to be the number one seed in the AFC because I was thinking about scheduling early in the year. 
We talked about it on the East Coast Bias Show. We didn't buy the AFC South. I know some people want to make the case. I tried to with oh, Tennessee. I, I, I got I to push back on that a little bit because when you look at Miami's schedule, they're also 6-2. and two. They yes. have the Chiefs. They have the Chiefs, the Cowboys, the Ravens, and the Bills. When you look at what, what the Chiefs have, they have Miami. They have, you know, some really tough games on their schedule as well. So I think the thing that really gives Jacksonville the edge is the fact that they're playing in a weak division. Like the Chiefs have their following games are the Dolphins, the Eagles. They, they play the Raiders, but then they still got to play Buffalo and they still got to play Cincinnati and they got to play the Chargers to close the season. So I think all of these teams have a tough schedule, but the Jaguars are playing in a weakest division. Guys, I wanted to hit on this. Because we're watching these games yesterday. The amount of bad quarterbacks that you saw, and there were a ton of injuries, whether it was Kenny Pickett going down, Kirk Cousins going down, Tyrod Taylor going down. So clearly that's going to lead to that. House, is it crazy to say I got suckered in by Will Levis? He was fun yesterday, dude. Like, I'm thinking about it for Thursday night, and I know we'll do this later on. I'm like... In on Will Levis. He was fun. He was slinging it all over the place, dude. He he was making throws. Like, I don't, it's not, you weren't suckered in. The dude balled out. He he was out there. The, the touch on those deep balls, the catching guys in stride. Like, hey, we, we have DeAndre Hopkins on this team. What if we throw the ball to him? What if we give him some chances? Uh, and he could get the ball down the field in a manner that Ryan Tannehill apparently Cannot. Um, I, it's a really funny position that the Titans are in because we'll know by midnight tomorrow, Tuesday night, what they intend to do with their season. You know, they gave the indication that they wanted to be sellers at this trade deadline. Do they overreact to the how good Will Levis looked uh, in, in that in that um, game yesterday? I, I don't know. I mean, you know, they were. They were underdogs at home against a, a team, that Atlanta team, that, you know, everybody's penciled in as the NFC South likely, you know, division winner. And I'm not really, I haven't changed my mind on that exactly yet, but that was such a good performance dream. I got to push back on this too. <laughs> and I know, I know I'm going to sound crazy here, but when you looked at that Will Levis debut, um, I don't know if you remember this a couple years ago, but Tyrod Taylor was scheduled to play against the Chiefs and Justin Herbert stepped in and, and balled out. Well, this was very similar to that, except for Will Levis was probably worse. I mean, when you look at, you know, he had four long TV, TD passes, 47, 16, 61, and 33, all on early downs. And a lot of that came from a Falcons team that was really preparing for Ryan Tannehill or preparing for Malik Willis and not realizing that Will Levis had the arm that he had. But outside of those plays, this guy was 15 of 25 for 81 yards on 3.2 yards per attempt. And he only had a 29% success rate. So I want to caution everybody on, you know, getting too excited over Will Levis because outside of those large chunk plays, he really wasn't successful that much. I mean, it was just, he just had you know, really large chunk and explosive plays. But outside of that, he didn't play that well. So I know everybody's going to look at those highlights. And, you know, obviously they have the Steelers this week. That total was only 37 for a reason. And they are, you know, our dogs in that game. I think, what are they, they three and a half point underdogs. So 
I wouldn't get too excited about Will Levis going forward, especially as teams accumulate tape on him. I get that. But when you consider that Tommy DeVito was playing uh, and some of the other just (laughs) crummy quarterbacks were playing, at least Tennessee was more watchable with Levis than they have been with Tannehill or Willis in the last seven weeks of this year, Raheem. So I understand your point. That's fair. Maybe that's something we (laughs) got to think about for Thursday as the Steelers are hosting the Tennessee Titans, but there are a whole lot of crummy, lousy, subpar quarterbacks that are playing across the NFL. You know, it's getting worse because it's, it's unfortunate, but you watch the Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins was playing some of the best football of his career, and he tore his Achilles. So Minnesota's going to have a backup coming in. And we'll have to adjust. Plan accordingly, House. Plan accordingly. Speaking of planning accordingly, we will have a pick for Monday Night Football. We have a pick for Game 3 of the World Series. We have some look-ahead lines, which probably are going to piss me off. The guys already told me to cover my ears. What else is new? Guys, trying to get under my skin with the Dolphins. I can't even enjoy the fact that Tua has never lost to Bill Belichick. By the way, the Patriots can't lose enough. This is so fantastic. 20 years of seeing them just run train all over the NFL. Payback. They, they, I want another 20 years like this. That, that's what I want. So we got a lot more to do. East Coast Bias Boys are coming right back. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. All right, gents, spoiler alert. Family play for Monday Night Football. United front for Monday Night Football. If you watch Ringer Wise, guys, we were all over this. It is 
good, I guess, in a warehouse that I have a couple of these that are pending, that are open, that are relying on a particular outcome and result on what we're going to see later on tonight. But I, I think we all know, we're all aware of where we're, uh, we're all aligned here for this Monday night game between the Raiders and the Lions. Yeah, I mean, JJ, Dream and I already have uh, same game parlays that we gave out on, on Wise Guys. Mine is the the Lions, you know, uh, over 13 and a half points in the first half at minus 130. The Lions to win the first half in the game. Sun God with an anytime touchdown. And, you know, the only thing about this Lions Raiders matchup that gives me any pause whatsoever, there is some sharp money coming in. The line's gone from eight and a half down to seven and a half. I, ha- I don't know what the game script is or the thesis for why you would invest in Jimmy Garoppolo and this Raiders offense, all of the numbers uh, when you get into, you know, performance over this season uh, are, are, are dramatically on the side of the Lions. And I just like the position of the Lions coming in off of a 20-point loss the way that they did this home game situation. I think that crowd is going to be amped up. Uh, and, you know, the both the trends in general support the Lions and also what the Lions have done against bad teams this year. They beat the hell out of bad teams. The Raiders are a bad team. They 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 win by at least fourteen points when they play a bad team. So dream, I don't I I don't know what the thesis is for. Maybe it's just the the number the eight and a half down to seven and a half is is meaningful to some folks. But I I can't. I'm, there's no scenario under which I'm going to back these Raiders. I think the thesis and you know the thought process of sharps here is that the Raiders are being undervalued with Jimmy Garoppolo coming back into the lineup. Um, you look at the last couple of weeks with, you know, Aiden O'Connell or, you know, Hoyer. This was a really bad Raiders team. And I think people are expecting, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo to improve this team, which is also fair. And then I think the one thing you also have to remember is that the Lions do have some cluster injuries on the offensive line. So I did give out the Lions the other day, but I am a little scared of this. I mean, at the end of the day, this is kind of like an unfamiliar role for the Lions. I mean, we've seen the Lions as underdog. We've seen the Lions as short favorites. But when you're talking about laying over a touchdown, I think that's just a different category. So I'm going to lay off the side on this game. We did have same game parlays. Um, I do like the over. I, I gave out the over 45 and a half. It's up to 46 and a half. I still would take it. Um, I do still like Jameer Gibbs anytime touchdown. I also think you could go Jameer Gibbs over 67 and a half rushing yards. Look, you could make the case Raiders contrarian. They're going to look better with Garoppolo. I don't care. The Lions are money at home. The Lions have shown you the last couple of years. Goff, all the firepower, they're putting up points on this Raider defense. You want to play it safe, tease them. You want to go find a guy you like to score a touchdown, take the Lions to win. House, I'm rolling with the seven and a half. I do not think this is a one-score game. The Lions are too good in their building. I think they won by two scores. I'm fine with it. I'm riding with you as well. It's not going to be a huge exposure. I'll proceed cautiously, but I already have an investment in a couple different teasers. I'm waiting on the outcome here. It's perfectly fine. It's 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 the Lions, uh, and I like dreams over as well. All right, guys. Now, in the spirit of ticking me off and making me angry, and by the way, how about me, House, having zero awareness discussing the possibility of what the Dolphin Chief line would look like in Munich, Germany, or Frankfurt, wherever the hell they're playing, and just being totally <laughs> oblivious to the fact that, you know, like, we're all buddies, you know, we're, we're talking shop, we're shooting the shit, whatever. 
And I'm like, oh, shit, man. I forgot Sal and Simmons are in this text. My bad. My bad. <laughs> That's it. Sun- the Sunday during the day chatter about how lines are going to land and where they're going to come out. You-, you need to. We need our own just dream house and, and-, and JJ. JJ because Because yeah. the cut. The cuz does not like it, JJ. The cuz, you know, he <laughs> he had to concede that one to Simmons, I think, because you put the line right in there. Um, but yes, yeah, so two and a half in that game, Chiefs by two and a half in 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 Germany. Uh, it's it feels like a little light to me. I'm I'm gonna have to tell you right out of the box, buddy. Listen, I get it. And Kansas City Raheem, we talk about this all the time. They thrive in these spots where they're a small favorite, I'm sure you're going to reference the number to me where Patrick Mahomes is only favored by two and a half, but Patrick Mahomes is only favored by three and a half. We had, a, I think, a five and a half or a six two weeks ago when they took on the L.A. Chargers. I'm telling you right now, you got to pay attention to the health and the status of the Miami offensive line going into this game. And there are two game, there are three names you got to watch. Tyron Armstead, is he going to come back off of IR and play? Connor Williams, who PFF has as one of the best centers in the NFL, is he going to play? He was active. They didn't play him against the Patriots. That's a biggie. Robert Hunt is another big one. If you tell me the Miami Dolphins are rolling two of those three guys out there on the offensive line, I think they're absolutely live in the game. I think the public is going to be all over the Chiefs. I think people are going to try to be on this narrative and bandwagon of, oh, Miami doesn't beat good teams. Therefore, Buffalo. Therefore, Philly. It's two examples, though. It's two examples in hostile road environments. You're throwing this game in Frankfurt. You're giving me a Tyreek Hill revenge game where I think he could go off for 150 or 200 yards easy. You know, he's had this circled on his calendar the last two years. And the other thing with Miami, Jalen Ramsey back on that defense is a big deal. Uh, And you saw yesterday against New England. He is a game changer in that secondary. So I want to see the health of the Miami offensive line. I want to see Xavier Howard and Javon Holland are going to play. If they get positive answers, though, Dream, I-, I might be firing on the Finns money line. I might have the homerism and the aqua and the orange coming out of me, bud. That's all I'm going to say. So when I look at this line, I initially want to go with the Chiefs. The preseason look ahead line was Chiefs minus five and a half. So you you think about those preseason look ahead lines and you ask yourself, is Miami really three points better um, on a neutral field? And I'm starting to think it, it they are. However, um, you know, it, it's just tough for me just because, you know, Patrick Mahomes came out of that game injured as well. He was he was a little banged up. He had like a, a wrist injury. I don't think it's going to be significant, but I think you're going to have sharp money on the Chiefs because of the way they lost that game against the, the Broncos. I mean, they outgained them in yardage and they really have five turnovers and a couple of red zone trips, which, you know, set up things and made things easier for the Broncos. So I think the sharp money is going to be on the Chiefs, but I'm personally going to wait on this game and see what the market does. House, another one that I know we're going to be circling. Bengals, Bills on Sunday Night Football. And it's the first time Buffalo is going to be back in that building since everything that transpired last year with DeMar Hamlin. And I kind of get the sense it's going to be a very tough case for anybody to try to make the argument they like Buffalo in that spot with the way Cincinnati looks all of a sudden. I know this. I'm either betting Cincinnati or I'm passing on the game. Well, my recommendation would be to get on that two and a half Cincinnati by two and a half. You have to get on it right away. Don't wait because that is it's not sitting there. There's no Unfortunately, way. Unfortunately, House, not to cut you off, the line just went to three right now. This, uh, you, 
Look, by the time people, <laughs> we're going to get this out as quickly as possible. It'll probably be three and a half. But, you know, the the there is no way it's going to stay even at, at three, I don't think, Dream. Um, it's just, a, it, it's a bummer. The The Buffalo defense is not the Buffalo defense. They are, the, the injuries that they've suffered, They we, we keep seeing it. They were, you know, it's catastrophic to their, to their chances to remain competitive. It's a, re- it's a totally different football team and poor Josh Allen's doing the, the best he can, but all, every one of these games that they're in since the injuries to Milano, to White and, and, and Jones, um, they, they're just not as competitive. So it's, 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 it's changed the complexion of the bills. And I mean, this, the Bengals just showed us who they are. This is the Bengals of the last two years. It took them six weeks to get, get right. They're right. That that's the team that they are. They're coming in with, with health and with all of their assets, get on the Bengals and at whatever the best number you can get is my recommendation. Yeah, it's unfortunate. You know, we were recording this podcast just as the line was moving because, you know, the Bengals are really like, I mean, they're to play for next week. Um, Obviously at three, I think you're going to have to think a little bit harder on it. But I think this is probably a dead nuts over. I mean, it opened up at 46. It's up to 48 and a half. You know, 49 is key. But, I mean, you talked about the Buffalo Bills defensive injuries and the way that Bengals pass offense is rolling right now. I don't think either one of these teams are going to be able to slow each other down. I mean, you had a 31 to 17 game um, with the Bengals and the 49ers. And Brock Purdy had, you know, multiple turnovers in the red zone. You know, the Bengals had a fumble in the red zone as well. So I think this is probably a shootout. And I think you can play this over. All right, Raheem. Uh, as far as the rest of any interesting look ahead lines for week nine, anything else stand out aside from the uh, the big two? Yes. Um, I'm going to go with the Ravens minus five and a half against Seattle. I, I think. Uh, I have this I have this Ravens team power rated much higher. I think this should be closer to a touchdown against the Seahawks. And we know the Seahawks should have lost that game against the Cleveland Browns. I mean, you know, Bill was in our text messages snapping. But if the, the Browns run that ball or, you know, and either they pick up the first down because they had like five yards of carry or if they just, you know, punt it away. I don't see Geno Smith driving down the field 80 yards or so. So um, I think this is a good spot to back the Ravens. The Ravens kind of had their letdown spot against the Arizona Cardinals, um, in which they gave up that backdoor cover. But the Ravens at home, I, I like them here. I'm in the same boat. I think that's a wonderful call. The the C- Seattle has really garnered a lot of advanced metric support because of their efficiency against bad teams. But when they're we we keep seeing when they go up against Good teams, there's they 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 have a class problem. I mean, Cleveland gave that game away. PJ Walker gave that game away. I absolutely um, support the idea of Baltimore at home. I'm. It's going to take me a long time to get over the way that the uh, the the Ravens gave away the cover uh, on uh, yesterday, putting Nelson Aguilar out there on the hands team. Uh, on a on a onside <laughs> kick, I just it's I don't think I'm gonna get over it. I like the Ravens play with their food too much. Harbaugh for all the accolades that he gets, he just fucks around so much, uh, and and it really uh, tears the ass out of me. I had a little exposure to the Ravens, so that that one's still sore. But uh, I do think it's a perfect spot for them. Have Seattle come across country. They're going to have Geno Smith seeing ghosts. It's going to be the old Sam Darnold uh, situation. No, uh, uh, Zach Wilson seeing ghosts. Uh, Anyway, all of them are going to be seeing ghosts. Geno's definitely going to be seeing ghosts against this Ravens defense. Guys, one that I see from a look-ahead standpoint that's fascinating. The Chargers 
after that big win against the Bears. I know. Big win. What a performance. What an effort. Raheem, road favorites against the Jets. I, I don't know. Is that is that just Vegas telling you we don't believe in the Jets after a game they had no business winning against Tommy DeVito and the hapless New York Giants? And you could tell I'm a little salty about losing my dog of the week. Uh, uh, Brian Dable, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Maybe get a yard with a running back you're paying a gazillion dollars to as opposed to <laughs> kicking in wind and wet and uh, just an absolute disgrace. That's interesting, I think, Raheem, that the Chargers are road favorites in that game. I mean, I think it's just typical Chargers being overvalued. And, you know, they're coming off of a primetime win against a bad team. And you see the Jets, they look bad. But I think this, I mean, I think this is priced too heavily. I, I don't think the Chargers should be role favorites here. I, I don't. I mean, their offense has not been the same since Mike Williams tore his ACL against the Minnesota Vikings. And we know the Jets have a solid defense. And I think the Jets are going to be able to move the ball. Um, you know, the Bears on that opening opening um, drive possession, they probably should have scored. But the refs called the guy down and he wasn't even touched. So I think this is a closer game than the market is going to indicate. I think the public's going to be all over the Chargers. And I think this is probably a good teaser spot for the Jets. Um, you're looking at a low total, 41 and a half. Um, I think you could tease that up from, you know, two and a half to eight and a half. And I don't see the, I don't see the Chargers dominating this game. I don't. I'm already on the Jets money line. I already bet it. I mean, I got it. I don't know if the price was great, but plus 135, uh, I'm already in on it. It's like one of the things when I woke up this morning, it's like, no, 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 no. The, the Chargers <laughs> on the road on a Monday night football game. Have we been watching this football team? Have you been, you know, that was, they, they saved Brandon Staley's job for one week. That's all. We'll wait till they come on a Monday night uh, against the Jets, JJ. Hey. Jets now down to 125. So look at you moving markets, House. I like this. House, House is the king of underdogs at this point in time. <laughs> like, if he says it, we got to roll with it. <laughs> I'm not down you on an underdog ever again. Uh, guys, before we say goodbye, I got a World Series play for you. It's basically an even money game. Texas was very fortunate to win game one. They get the Seager homer to tie it. They get the Garcia homer to win it. Saturday night, the Diamondbacks hit like crazy, and they end up winning game two. Max Scherzer has been awful in the postseason the last three years. I mean awful. You have that Arizona, yes, they're at home. Texas is not lost on the road in any of these postseason games. They won in Tampa, didn't lose a game. They won in Baltimore, didn't lose a game. Houston, they won all Florida games. Something's got to give here in game three of the World Series. It's either going to be Texas going to lose their first game because of Max Scherzer or Max Scherzer is actually going to go and deliver and give you a decent effort. I don't see it. I like Arizona in this spot. I'm taking Arizona. I think this is going to be a lengthier World Series than maybe I thought going in. I thought six games. I think the Rangers sweat a little bit here, Raheem. I'm taking Arizona, minus 105. That's my play for Game 3 of the World Series. With PFAT, who's been really good. I don't know how to say his name, but he was awesome in Game 7 against the Phillies. I think, it, what is it? Is it, is it fat? I thought it was Brandon Fat. Um, but fat, G fat, whatever the hell you're calling him, but he's good. I like his stuff <laughs> and he's got balls. Honestly, I think he's been the best pitcher. Like he's probably been one of the best pitchers in the postseason. So, um, I agree with you on Arizona. Um, do you have any NBA tonight? Cause I have a couple. You got, I have not been any NBA yet. So please share. Okay. I like the Indiana Pacers. I think it's up to minus three now. They're taking on a Chicago Bulls team, which is in a really, 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 really bad spot. They're playing three and four nights. Indiana had the night off. 
after their win on Saturday night. And one thing we know about the Indiana Pacers is that they like to push the pace. And it's early. You know, these early season three and four night games, you know, teams come in tired. And if you're going to have to push, you're going to be running up and down the floor with the Indiana Pacers. I think you're in a bad spot. The Bulls can't stop anybody. So I like the Pacers minus three. Um, another one I like is I like the Orlando Magic. I also like the Orlando Magic under. Um, Lakers coming off of that back-to-back as well. Um, I, I probably like the under a little bit better than the Magic, but I think the Magic are in a good spot. But um, my, my top play is definitely the Indiana Pacers. Pacers. Has you playing in the NBA tonight? I'm not playing the NBA tonight, but I do have a play on that baseball game, and it is uh, the way I prefer to play it. It's a three-unit play for house, which is outside of my comfort zone typically, but Max Scherzer under four and a half strikeouts. It's minus 130 right now, uh, I, I think, uh, on the FanDuel Sportsbook. That's three units for house. I, there, there's no scenario under which Scherzer is in the game long enough to get to five strikeouts. So that that's my my preferred way to play that game. I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on a narrative with that. Under 14 and a half outs is at minus 115. I'm gonna be adding that one as well, House. And sometimes you get screwed with the strikeouts where if he strikes out the side in an inning, maybe you end up getting screwed in that regard. I don't see sure as they're going deep into this ballgame. So you're going from a strikeout standpoint. I'm going from an under out standpoint. Diamondbacks to win under 14 and a half outs for Max Scherzer. How about that for game three of the World Series? Well, boys, we will take like a 24-hour, 48-hour hiatus. Uh, we'll be ready to rock Thursday on FanDuel TV. We'll be back, of course, over the weekend with Ringer Wise Guys. Raheem, you got your stuff coming up tomorrow. House is going to have his pod with Sharp later in the week. So it never stops, guys. Enjoy. Enjoy the Monday. Enjoy the football. Baseball, the basketball, a lot cooking. Good job, Oregon Warrior. East Coast Buys Boys out. Enjoy your Monday. Be good, everybody. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit fanduel.com slash RG. Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org Connecticut, 109 within Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 100gambler.net in West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.